Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode seven, uh, first in pick six. Uh, I'm your host today, Brandon. Uh, joined with Tim and uh, Jake tonight. Jesse is unable to make it. Uh, how are you guys doing? All right. Ready to watch this playoff hockey out? again? What'd you say, Jake? Just hanging out. Hey, yeah, uh, Tim kind of alluded to it. Um, we'll be kind of going over the NHL. Uh, conference finals tonight uh, preview that and then the nba finals will kind of preview uh kind of try to make this a little bit shorter podcast tonight just kind of briefly or somewhat cover these two things uh, i think we're going to start in the nhl here um the all four second round series finally ended colorado was able to hold off the Blues uh, in a 4-2 series. No, 4-3 series. 4-2 series. That game, that series got a little a little tighter than it probably should have. Av should have ended it 4-1. They went up big, or went up 3-0 on the Blues in game five and let the Blues kind of come back twice and win it in overtime. Then game six, they... Uh, it was a tight game the entire way through. The Avs didn't leave and lead until five seconds left of the game where they had a lucky bounce off the wall and one of their D-men put it in. Uh, the, the Oilers-Calgary series, that was a quick one. I believe that one went 4-1. that right? I think so. Yeah, 4-1. The Flames yeah. took game one, and then the Oilers just won the next four. Another high-scoring, is a really high-scoring series, uh, minus game three where Calgary scored one, but everything else was three or more goals each team. So that was a little surprising. I thought Calgary was going to be able to pull that one off. Uh, the Oilers are good, but I thought Calgary was just a little bit better. But I'll say they ran into McDavid and Dreisaitl, and that was it. Yeah, I heard, I don't remember where I heard it from, but somebody brought up a good point. Kind of like uh, Mike Smith's a interesting goalie. He kind of is. He's just this really weird type of goalie. And they brought up a good point that maybe uh, Markstrom kind of like it. it kind of tends to happen. Like you know, you're you're if you're in a series, if you're like playing somebody who's a stud and he's standing on his head, you tend to do the same as a goalie. So if a guy's kind of playing weird and making some mistakes that shouldn't be making. You almost kind of do the same thing. And it's not really about whether that's the type of goal you are. It's almost just a trend. Like, you, you start thinking about, like, hey, let's not do this, because he's doing it. And you end up doing the exact thing you're not trying to do. So, that might be part of why the Oilers could beat the Flames, is because, obviously, McDavid and Dreisaitl and Evander Kane, but I mean, Markstrom kind of just played really bad. I mean, not even really bad. It was just, like, really unlucky, almost. It was just a really weird kind of round for him. And Mike Smith, obviously. Um, if anybody's watched any of the stuff that's happened, he uh, has certainly been a weird goalie in the, in, in the last round, especially. Letting some of the weirdest goals I think I've ever seen go in. So, 
Yeah, he's made a bunch of mistakes. I mean, really, neither goalie played great in that no. series, minus uh, Markstrom in Game Three, where he held Calgary to one. And like I said, it was nine six, five three, four one, five three, and five four. So neither goalie was really great. You kind of say the same thing for the the Blues Avalanche. You're yeah. gonna get that in the playoffs, minus. What, like I mean, Benny's throwing his head, but like the lightning. I, their goalie, yeah, gave Vasilevsky up is a fucking monster. So. Three goals. Yeah, to probably the best op. Well, top top three op- best offensive team in the league entirely. So yeah, they probably so have the most goal scorers on their team. That series was kind of surprising. Not not necessarily because Tampa Bay won, just that they swept them. And they swept them in dominating like, fashion. It was, it was, yeah, it was really fucking dominant the entire time. Um, Florida was the had the best record in the regular season for the NHL. This is uh, some crazy, like three or four straight years where the uh, most points team in the regular season has gone out in the second or first round. Avs did it last year, so it was kind of crazy. Tampa Bay just turns it on, so yeah, Tampa Bay they'll be the f- Panthers and four. Um, I wonder if Tampa or not uh, Florida kind of started uh, not quite resting on their laurels, but pretty much pretty much that kind of like thought it didn't matter what the what the series was and thought they could come back because of you know basically just dominating in the regular season and you just can't do that and especially when it's Tampa because playoff Tampa is completely different than regular season Tampa so. And, and when you're going against a guy like Vasilevsky, you you got to be on your sh- on your game. You can't sit back and hope things are going to work out. You got to be aggressive, and you got to you got to kind of play like the Avs do on offense. You got to like it doesn't matter if you end up missing the net. You got to throw the puck at the net. You got to put up the dot shots. But that's exactly why it's hard to beat the Lightnings because they're really good defensively at stopping you from doing that. So this Rangers Lightning series is going to be interesting to watch with two really good goalies in it. See who can sit on their head more and see if, you know, if it's going to be Tampa pulling it out again and making the finals again, or if, if Lafanier and I can't say some of the other guys' big name guys, the Rangers, can finally stop the what seems like the playoff king in Vasilevsky. Yeah, that was a great series, the Rangers um, Hurricane series. Up until game seven, the home team won every matchup. Yeah, and then it was, Carolina got dusted in that game. So Yeah, it was really pretty tight. No, it was fairly tight games until you got to bottom the last two. But even then, the Rangers won by two-plus goals every time. So mm-hmm. even though games of Hurricane won, they were kind of squeaking them out where the Rangers were – we're putting it to Carolina when they did. This series also kind of surprised me. I had Carolina playing the Avs in the finals. I thought Carolina yeah. was going to be like that run. It's a goalie. They had goalie issues, you know, being healthy. And I mean, Ranta got hurt in game seven, too. And he's not even their starter. So it's kind of just. It, it was like the perfect. Like, not to take anything away from the Rangers and, and Eeyore, but. It was like a perfect storm of 
all the wrong things that could happen for the Hurricanes to not be able to echo out the series because of the goalie health and just like they just didn't look the same. They they didn't look like they did in the even in the first round, you know. So I'm not really sure what happened there. And and maybe it's just, you know, the Rangers being kind of that underdog team that that maybe they maybe they just they just wanted it more, you know, who knows? I don't it's kind of a hard thing to pin on one thing, especially in hockey. So Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely interesting to see that they couldn't pull it off against the Rangers there. I thought they're gonna be able to. So that kind of leads us to the conference finals on the eastern side. The have the Rangers facing Lightning. This should be a good series. Two great goalies going up against each other. Uh, the Rangers are pretty young, if I remember correctly. So we yeah. should see how they hold up against the playoff prowess of Tampa. If they're able to compete with Tampa or if Tampa kind of just runs away with it. I think they'll put up a harder fight than Florida did, but I still see it hard for the Rangers knocking Tampa off. Yeah, it, it's going to be... I think it's gonna be a really good series. It's gonna be something I'm really gonna want to watch. But I mean, some of the some of the Rangers' best players are you know early twenties. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hard matchup simply because of that, because of you know Tampa being like the quote unquote almost like vets left, and I mean. They're also just Tampa. Like, like whenever you have like a guy like Vasilevsky in net, that's automatically going to make the series hard. The only difference is, is that the Rangers also have a stud in net. So it, it's just going to be really interesting to see who can score more. Yeah, it should be a really, really good series. I think the Western side will be good too. The, the Avalanche and the Oilers. Um, two very, very good offensive teams with McDavid. Kane and Drysaddle on the Oilers, and then Landy, McKinnon, and Rantanen, if they can get Rantanen going. Uh, they also have McCarr on the defense side of the Avalanche, who is always an offensive threat, especially on the defense side. If they can get Rantanen going, I think Colorado can pull this off. Darcy worries me a little bit, just having to go up against McDavid and Kane and Drysaddle. He's been a little, he hasn't been bad, but he's been a little inconsistent, maybe inconsistent. I don't know how much of that is him or how much of the fact is that he doesn't take shots like the Avs. Other than two games, this playoffs, they have outshot the opposing team by a good margin. So Darcy's not getting the shots on net that other goalies are getting on him. So, you know, it might be. Five minutes yeah, I mean, like, shots where he's got to like, recover and kind of refocus. Like in game six, you know, take that for instance. Like the, the Avs had 39 shots on goal where the Blues only had 20. He let two of those in. So now now in his defense, a lot of like, like, like I don't know what game that was, like three maybe? Yeah. Not even three or four, I don't remember which one it was. There was a lot of tips, which it doesn't matter if you're Vasilevsky or, you know, who the hell you are as a goalie. Those are hard to stop 
because it, it completely changes the directory. And, you know, it, it could be something that's going to go low, but because it hits a stick, it's going to go top. It's going to go up to the like top corner. And then there's no time to react to it. You know, it doesn't matter who you are, especially if it's glove side. You have to be so insanely fast, and it's almost impossible physically to completely go from the bottom to the top, or you know, to even track it if it gets tipped. So that's part of it. But you know, you make a good point because he goes however long because the abs are always in the offensive zone. So it's just going to be kind of interesting to see how they do that. And and the defense has kind of been lacking it sometimes. They've let up a lot of big chances, but. Some of it also is just the Blues having really good shots and really good placement with their shots when they had the opportunity to shoot. So, Yeah, the Azure guys have come out with energy. There's a couple of games of Blues that they kind of came out cold. Yeah. We <sighs> um, need another that... McKinnon like from game six or game five. Yeah. So Out there and just do it himself if he needs to. That hurt the Avs. Uh, they are without Graves. He got he broke a sternum in the Blues oh, series. It's a uh, sure but it it's good. it's going to come down to the goalies really. I think you know both teams are just so good offensively. It's going to be a great matchup for the NHL with McKinnon and McDavid going head to head. The the yeah. Oilers just put one in on Darcy. McVander Kane did on a breakaway. Um, but so far both teams are flying around. So it really just it's gonna come down to Mike Smith and Darcy, whoever wants to whoever wants it more. In net there, hopefully Colorado can pull it off. Uh, I could see this series going seven. I could see it being Easily, a goal yeah. fest. Um, for the ads, it probably hopefully goes to a goal fest. I don't know. They need Mike Smith to kind of play to Darcy's level, I guess. Um, not that, not that I don't hate on Darcy. I like Darcy. He's just he worries me. You know, I wish they would have had somebody a little bit more of a sure thing in net there than than Comper. Even Grew last year, I trusted a little bit more. Uh, looks like the Avs just put one in JT Comfort. So it's already a one-one game, and they oh, just started the first period. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a shootout, man. So it's gonna be it's gonna come down to the goalies and just if they Avs can keep their studs going. And get Rantanen finally going. I think they can pull this off. Um, but yeah. so series supposed to be a very good series. Um, really good for the NHL, you know, especially especially that Avs Oilers series with two of their two of their bright stars and McDavid and and uh, McKinnon going at each other. Uh, I think that's that's pretty much all there is for the the NHL. Both series yeah. are starting to dine in tomorrow, so we. Pretty cool to watch those and fun to watch those two series go. Uh, I think we'll we'll transition over here to the NBA, whose uh, Eastern and Western Conference Finals just ended two days ago, I think, was the Miami-Boston Final. Uh, then the, the Dallas and Golden State was kind of pretty much one-sided. Golden State just outpowered Dallas. Luka... Luka had some great games in there and just couldn't do it by himself. They blew a couple big leads to Golden State and just could never seem to finish it. They stole the one in game five or 
game four, I mean, uh, just wasn't enough. Luca kind of, I think, struggled a little bit to his standards in game five. But at that point in time, he'd already put down four great games and basically won the Phoenix series. So, you know, he did pretty much all he could. Um, Golden State's just really, really good. Yeah, I mean, it's not really fair. I don't want to say it like that, but I mean, that's the only way I can really think to phrase it because, you know, the Warriors are so deep as a team. Like, like you saw in the first round, like, when they... Yeah, I mean, they, they beat the Nuggets really easily, but it was a guy who nobody had really thought of before kind of explode in that series, and I haven't really heard much about him lately. I'm sure he's still probably playing good, but, like, it hasn't been the same since then. It's been Clay, Steph, and... Draymond since then, but I mean that just goes to show you like like they also have Wiggins who was kind of like thought of as a major bust who seems to be playing really well for them. It's just an insanely deep team and the Mavs didn't seem like they had enough to just be able to compete out of like a basic level. It was pretty much Luca and then everything else. So Yeah, to piggyback off that. Warriors just have too much talent, too many guys who've been there before, and I'm sure in this offseason, the Mavs are going to do everything they can to get a second star to go to go there, but just overmatched, not not much you can say about it. Um, you know, Warriors are just really good. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be they're going to be tough to beat. Uh, they're on the eastern side. My Boston faced off, which was a great series, which I think most people predict is going to be a good series going in. Uh, I went to seven. Um, I think I thought Boston's going to close it out a little bit sooner than that, the way it was looking. But they were. Um, I didn't really watch a lot of series. I know Hero got hurt, um, and then like Duncan Robinson, I think struggled in Game Seven. Jimmy had some good games in there, kind of willed them to a couple wins. But overall, Tatum, I, from what I've seen, kind of just kind of took that next step forward and and led that Boston team to the to the finals here. Yeah, um, in Game Seven in particular, I guess I I didn't watch the game, but there was a call late with Max. I don't know how to say his last name. Strass, Struss. Like that, I guess he stepped on the line according to the officials. That's what they ruled. From the angle that I've seen, it didn't look like you. I didn't look like you could say his foot was on the line, just because it looked like his heel was in the air still. And I believe he made the three at the time, so that would have changed the game since they lost by four. And I guess Jimmy took a really quick shot late, and it was just a really bad shot. But it's nothing to take away from Jimmy. It just it's doesn't make a lot of sense for him to take a three with 15 seconds left at the time. So, yeah, it was the, his heels hovering over the line. Like I agree with you. You really can't see he steps on the line and he does make that three, which made a one point game. And then, and then the Butler three, a lot of people are referencing the Kawhi uh, game winning three where Jimmy, the position before drove it to the basket, scored the two, Instead of taking the three, and that let um, Kawhi's bucket end it. So they mm-hmm. think it was a little bit of, 
I don't know if PTSD is the right word, but kind of flashbacks to that, that they needed more than more insurance than that uh, two would have given them. Yeah. And you got to realize like you have Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown on the other side, given, you know, some time they're both can, they, you know, they both easily can make a shot. Like, I think it was a bad shot by Jimmy, but I'm not going to like, like you said, I'm not going to like hate him for it. Like, He's just he's the leader. He's, not a, he's the he's the leader of that team, and I like even if he's not the best shooter on that team, like the ball's in his hands for a reason. You know, he's been in the yeah. finals before. I I don't hate it. I think I think they'll be back probably up there next year. Hopefully, if they get another another piece, I need another scoring option though. Yeah, I just I just think it's a bad. I mean, as a guy who's not a perimeter shooter i just think it's kind of a weird thing like like i don't get me wrong i understand your point being him being the leader and everything and he is probably the guy you want with the ball in his hand because he's probably would be considered one of the most clutch guys in the playoffs outside of like steph and clay and it's just steph's not steph's not clutch in the playoffs i mean yeah it's probably fair I just think those are the only other guys I can think of right now that we've seen been able to like close out series before. Um, but that may just be because of their overwhelming scoring, not necessarily like clutch. It's hard to kind of describe, but like Jimmy, I probably want the ball in Jimmy's hand. I just probably would have went for two, but I get why he probably shot a three. I just, you know, it. I don't think it was. A bad choice. I just, I think it's fair to question it. Is all. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's you know, it's, you see, it wasn't a smart. You could say it wasn't a smart decision, but at the time, like you were saying, you know, that's Butler's team and his his game to try to win it. And he took the shot. He thought he that would win it for him. It just it just didn't pan out. That's the thing. I mean, he makes it. It's a different story. Like, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. If he makes it, then he's you know he's a hero. So, so like that, it's so. E- it's easy to criticize him now, but yeah. Well, let's preview the finals now, which I think is uh, I don't know. I think it's a, a really interesting matchup. If we're gonna be honest. Yeah, it's kind of like it's almost like volume versus what would be considered like a really. A really good team. I, I think that Boston is a very good team and a very has very good depth, just like the the Warriors do, but they don't really shoot at volume kind of like the Warriors do. Like I feel like that's part of why it's always really hard to beat the Warriors, because they can put up, you know, if they wanted to, they could probably easy easily put up like fifty threes in a game among like three or four different players like they have guys who will just sit there and just pull up from anywhere so it's kind of a hard matchup especially considering the fact that Steph and Clay like to move so much off the ball especially Clay so also has the best defense though they do but that's what I'm saying this it's going to be an interesting matchup because of how much Clay likes to move and how much Steph likes to move off ball it's gonna be nice. It's gonna be fun to watch because Boston's really good defensively, but are they gonna be able to keep them contained? Which is something that's almost 
been kind of proven to be almost impossible to do, unless they're cold. So it's just going to be kind of fun to watch. I don't yeah, think, I think Golden some... State can really stand up defensively to like Tatum and, and, and Brown. I don't know if they really have a matchup for them. So it's kind of interesting to think about too. Yeah, I think there's some crazy stat that like the Warriors combined on their roster like 124 playoff games and Boston or finals games. There's some crazy number about the finals games and Boston has zero. So a lot of experience on Boston's side in the finals. Um, but I don't necessarily think that's going to play a huge part. Maybe game one, you know, Golden State kind of takes over just because Boston's inexperienced. But like you guys kind of saying, I think Boston's defensively is going to be something that Golden State hasn't faced yet. So I think Boston has a chance to take it to Golden State. I think it's going to be a good series. I can see this one going seven, just like the Boston-Miami series. I personally would like to see Boston win this. Um, not not that I really don't like Golden State, like I've said before. I like a lot of their players. I'm a big fan of Clay Thompson. I just... Would like to see I like Draymond uh, off the court too, but not really yeah. on the court. You know, Boston hasn't won for a while. I know they're a powerhouse. You know, they have been powerhouse before, but it's been a while since they've gotten there and won one. So it'd be cool to see kind of a new, newer team win it. Uh, I like Tatum, so I mean, I see him win one. But I think it's a really, really yeah. good series. I think you know I could see either team winning this one, and it it being. You know, a good series. What's your official pick, though? Uh, I'm going to take Boston in seven. Oh, okay. Tim? Um, I kind of agree with Brandon. It's going to be really fun to watch, and it's a really good matchup, in my opinion. Um, And I, I would personally love to see Tatum get a ring. You know, it would be pretty cool to see. Um, But I... I kind of think that inexperience might play a factor because if you lose game one, are you going to start kind of forcing it? You know, being inexperienced and thinking like I have to, like they have to force it to be able to beat Golden State because they're they're a team that can get hot at any time. And like I said, they can put up a ton of points because of the three pointing ability that they have. So are they going to force it at some point? I just think that the, the experience can come back to hurt the Celtics. So I think I'm going to take Golden State in seven. But I definitely think it's going to go to six or seven. But I could definitely see it going either way. But my, my official pick would be Golden State in seven. I um, Piggyback off you guys a little bit. I think um, I think it's an interesting series. I think there's a lot of different things you can look at. Um, I think it's going to be, f- <laughs> I think it's going to be done in like five or six. I'm going to go Warriors in five or six. I do not think, um, I don't think Boston's quite there yet. Not to take anything away from what they've done this postseason. Um, but. I do think Milwaukee with Middleton is better, and I think Golden State is healthy right now. They're healthy. They're clicking on all cylinders. I mean, <laughs> if you if you really think about it, the Warriors have been to the finals 
six out of the last eight years. Like, I mean, it's crazy to think about how many games, like Brandon said, they've actually played in the finals. I think experience mm-hmm. is going to be a big thing. Boston has not played well at home this entire postseason. And I have a hard time believing they're going to go in there and beat Golden State at home twice in a series. And so I just... I think, the, I think all the games will be competitive. Kind of like how, for the most part, Boston and... Um, Boston's and uh, Brooklyn's was. All of them were pretty competitive, just the Celtics swept them. I think it'll be all the games will be competitive. I just think Golden State probably wins in five or six. Yeah, I mean, Boston's played two more games this postseason than Golden State, but they've had back-to-back seven-game series. So I don't know if that's going to take a toll on Boston. They're not as fresh. I mean, it's only two games, but that's still quite a bit. So not as fresh. And a lot of those Golden States were blowouts. So they kind of got rest with Steph and Clay. So you see if that plays a factor in Boston. Um, but also could help Boston. You know, some teams mm-hmm. would rather be playing every running. night than, than having that break and that Golden you, State had. And if you think about it, all the, like, when I say all those guys, but that core in Boston is, is pretty young. You know, I think yeah. Jason Tatum's 24, I think. I think Jason Tatum's 24. And, I think Jalen's uh, 25. Yeah, yeah so, like I mean, a year difference, I think. Yeah, so I mean, if you think about it in that way, like those guys are young, they can. I wouldn't really think this would be an issue as far as fatigue, like major fatigue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, Tatum is twenty four, and Jalen is twenty five. Robert Williams is twenty four. Um, Marcus Smart's twenty eight. So, I I I don't know. I think while the Celtics are a young team. I do think their chemistry is really good. And I think Al Horford's going to be a big help, kind of. Even if he doesn't play a whole lot, I think he's going to be a big help just as a, like, been there kind of leadership type role. But with Robert Williams, I think, being, like, like fully, fully healthy now, I think that's going to be a big factor, too, because he seems to be kind of a big factor in some games. And I really like his play style as well. I think he's really fun to watch. I, I I I agree. It could end up being five. Like with Golden State, you never really know. They could just get hot from the start and never cool down, you know. And at, that's gonna be hard to play. It doesn't matter what team you are. That's gonna be really hard to play. So, how does uh how does home field advantage or home court advantage work in the NBA? Is it based off record or is it based off the All Star game? Good question. I don't know. It's but based off a record. What do you mean All Star game? Well, well like the MLB, whoever, whichever conference wins game. the All Star game, they get home field advantage. Yeah. So I don't know if it's based on that oh. or if it's based on the higher the seed. No, it's it's uh, the higher seed. Okay. So Boston has home field or home court. No, Golden State does. So it's based off record, not seeding. Okay. Yeah, record. Boston two and Golden State the three. Seating wise, but not record wise. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's gonna be hard to go in in a Golden State and win in general. So 
Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it ends up being a good series. I think both teams they make it a good series. Um, I go in seven, but you know, Jake, I could see Jake's five games. Golden State having it too. That that team's just so good, and they've been playing so great this postseason. So hopefully it's a good series. Um, I think that's pretty much covers those two things. Is there anything else you guys kind of want to talk about here before we call it a night? Um, I don't think so. No, I think we're good. Okay. Um, yeah, it was nothing else I want to talk about either. Um, you know, it's kind of kind of kept in the sports realm here, uh, going forward here while these series play out. Might transition to something a little bit different. I have some ideas we're floating around uh, for some future podcasts. Just kind of mix it up. You know, still might be sports related, but have some non-sports related content in there. Uh, something that's a little bit more fun, um, more more debatable, I guess, maybe a little bit. Kind of uh, random shit. Yeah, yeah. Something that you know we're trying to. A lot of people do similar situations to what we were thinking. Just gotta try to make it make it seem a little bit more original. Uh, so hopefully we can get something figured out there. Um, I am still working on getting us on other platforms like Apple and stuff. We're currently still just on Spotify. Uh, we do currently we do now have a Twitter um, that you guys can go on there and follow, and then um, you can leave messages on there or questions. Uh, just DM the, the page questions, yeah, or suggestions, whatever, and we'll we'll answer them on the pod and stuff. It's kind of something, a couple podcasts to do that similarly, and it's pretty cool, pretty cool concept, so we figured we'd give it a shot. Um, I think that's that's pretty much been it for episode seven here. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed it, and uh, tell your friends and everything, have them come listen to the pod. Um, we'll talk to you guys uh, next time. See ya. Deuces.